From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and right. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. And regardless of tonight's outcome, we fought the right fights and we put this city on a better path. No doubt about it. Now, as we all know in life, in the end, you don't always win every battle. But you never regret taking on the powerful, and bringing in the light. <laughs> to my friends across the country and my fellow mayors, never fear being brave and bold. I have always believed that when a door closes, another one opens, and so it will be for me and Amy and Viv. Thank you to my family for inspiring me. My love of our wife, my wife, our daughter, and the rest of my family grows and grows. And they have always stood by me um, through this, through thick and thin. And tonight is no different. Thank you, honey. campaign team. The best in the business, no doubt. That was some of the comments made last night by now former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot when she lost her re-election bid as mayor by not, make, by not being one of the top two uh, to make the runoff, which will take place in April. Now, granted, I've not been a fan of Lori Lightfoot's policies. The woman has been just all kinds of messed up. But hey, what can you do, folks? Maybe there is some hope for the city of Chicago, but I kind of doubt it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to the Hump Day edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. I am your baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. And man, oh man, have we got ourselves a real power-packed show today. Oh my goodness. There is so much. I mean, I guess we're just going to have to make this one part supersized episode and one part in black and rant. <laughs> um, believe you me, there's plenty to get upset about, but I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to get upset, and I'm trying not to be too spicy today. But given the fact that Lori Lightfoot, who's been under humongous amounts of pressure uh, for so long about the violent crime that has spread like a disease, uh, a pandemic of crime in Chicago, I mean, it's bad enough. Every weekend down in the south side, it turns into a shooting gallery. Now, granted, you know, in a city that has tremendous gun control, and you still have people dropping dead every weekend like clockwork, even worse when it's a holiday. Now, I kind of 
just for my own sort of twisted sense of humor here, uh, I would love to see, and I mentioned him yesterday, David Hogg, gun control activist extraordinaire and a real punk kid and a wackadoodle. He got his 15 minutes of fame in 2018 down in South Florida uh, when he was a crisis actor down there uh, after the horrendous shooting uh, down there in Broward County at Marjorie, uh, Marjorie, oh gosh, I'm sorry, I forgot that, but yeah, it was horrible. And he made his, kind of made his bones and had his uh, leftist street creds uh, by getting up in the face of Marco Rubio. But anyway, I'd love to see this clown, since he's so adamant about no American should have a right to a gun, I'd love to see him if he'd survive a weekend down in the south side of Chicago. <laughs> that, that would be interesting. I mean, granted... It could be a tragic ending, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And this is that kind of guy. But given the fact that apparently still uh, Lori Lightfoot is still in some sort of denial, uh, I think she was talking about the, yeah, okay, there we go. Now, here she is. She loses her re-election bid. Okay. She, she didn't, she placed third, but she didn't even get 18% of the vote. That's pretty wild. Uh, the two people who did get the top two positions, a guy named Paul Vallis and another, and his opponent will be Brandon Johnson, who will be meeting in the runoff. Now, studying a little bit about this Paul Vallis, and he's a former school CEO who has been backed by the city's police union, and Brandon Johnson, who is a Cook County Commissioner, has been endorsed by the Chicago Teachers Union. Hmm, that should tell you something. But even now that Lori Lightfoot is on her way out, now she's, I think she's suffering from Stacey Abrams syndrome. Because apparently, according to reports by the Chicago Sun-Times, what did uh, Lori Lightfoot attribute her loss to? I mean, it, it's if you know how the left thinks, it's not that hard. She attributed her loss to her race, her gender, and probably even her sexual orientation. You know, and I thought to myself, oh great, here we go. Just like that, um, <laughs> just like that, she's pulled out the full-blown, uh, the race card. <laughs> and, and of course, here's, uh, she, of course, she said afterwards, I'm a black woman in America, she replied, of course, in response to a question to her that if she believed race and gender had contributed to her loss. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, look. <clears throat> She's deluded enough to co continue to believe that she was a big, great help to the city and helped reduce crime in the city. And apparently she had a long-standing feud with the Chicago Police Union, which was not a big fan of her work. 
Now, the same Chicago Police Department, uh, in during Lightfoot's tenure as mayor, according to their own stats, now, murders were up 59% in the last four years. Uh, shootings, up 43%, and robberies, up 27%. Now, normal sane people would not think that's a reduction in violent crime. And this was the case with uh, Lightfoot. So, you know, eh. It's kind of sad having to uh, see that she just couldn't get the job done and wouldn't get the job done. So, okay. Yeah, so the people of Chicago have spoken. Now, be the new mayor uh, would be, if there, if it's going to be a Vallis or if it's going to be Johnson, given the fact that they're both Democrats in a very, very blue city, I really don't think Chicago should breathe a sigh of relief. Not just yet. Because we don't know, or they don't know, how they're going to govern. They don't know. Uh, I mean, sure, they can talk the rhetoric and all that, but campaigning and governing are not the same things. Now, I want Chicago to have actually a mayor that has some brains and some steel in their spine to actually take on violent crime and not go for this whole defund the police crap. Now, when you that would be an excellent start. You know, forget this defund the police nonsense. Get the cops on the street, let them do their dang jobs, and and make sure you have a prosecutor because if you've got a Soros-backed prosecutor, uh, like they do in Chicago, all of that policing could mean absolutely nothing if you have a soft on-crime district attorney. So, I wish Chicago the best. I'm glad Mayor Beetlejuice is out of there. Uh, like I said, it's nothing personal, but she well, was a lousy mayor. So, yay, so long, Lori Lightfoot. Ugh, and good luck, Chicago. I want to. Ha I want to. I would love to see you get a really good mayor and make the city as great as it used to be, instead of a, a cesspool of corruption and wokeness and bending over to uh, any special interest group that tells you to. That that's bad enough. It it already happens in D.C. on more than one occasion, but uh, we won't really get into that because today. Uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee had Merrick Garland in and senators like Ted Cruz of Texas, Josh Hawley of Missouri, really put it to him when it came to going the ill-advised memo that got leaked by a whistleblower that was very anti-Catholic, anti-religion, and to say that traditional Catholics who believe in the Latin Mass are extremists. Now, when that little ill-advised memo came out, you know, and of course, here's Merrick Garland doing his usual song and dance. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. It's like, excuse me, uh, Attorney General, 
the FBI is under your purview and you don't know that they're putting out vicious, anti-Catholic, anti-religion memos, you know, to go, hey, go after the Catholics that are traditional and believe in the Latin mass because they're horrible. They're terrible and they could be essentially extremists. What the hell? I'm sorry I'm not going to be nice about this, but, and this poor guy who was the whistleblower within the FBI who, uh, who leaked the memo, that poor guy is getting all kinds of grief. Um, and, but frankly, he did probably a great service for the American people to expose that the nation's top law enforcement agency has anti-religious bias. And if you think they're going to stop going after Catholics, heck, they've already gone after Protestants and evangelicals. So my Catholic friends, I'm not Catholic, but I really have to ask them, it's like, what do you, what do you think is so dangerous about this Latin mass that has the FBI all creeped out? I mean, this is nothing more, frankly, than... 21st century Nazi Germany because they went out and Hitler went after the churches the brown shirts everybody going after religion and they didn't exactly they weren't exactly fans but my gosh people this this is just crazy but I'm gonna until I get more on what happened at that hearing I'll probably save it for tomorrow but oh man oh man Today, also, at the Supreme Court, <laughs> this was hilarious to me because you now have the high court looking at student loan forgiveness and apparently there was a nice little protest outside the high court uh, with members of the squad, also known as the Witches Coven. There was Ayanna Presley looking like a cast member from Black Panther. Uh, there was also Ilhan Omar. Yeah, that's a real mess. Then they had Cori Bush. I said, man, you know, I mean, where's Rashida Tlaib and AOC? I mean, they'd have the, the witches coming all there. And they're screaming and, you know, talking about how extreme and radical and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I mean, it's the same talking points and the same dingbats who still believe it are there cheering them on. No, no, and no. Sorry, folks. This is just not going to happen. But what really just blew my mind was the, <laughs> the American Federation of Teachers president, Randy Weingarten, full-blown socialist and collectivist because... And you'll hear it in her speech, and if you're careful, you'll catch it. What she says, why I say that she's a collectivist and a socialist, but yeah, I'll tell you what, folks. This, I mean, and I'll just take a brief portion of her speech, and you can see how she was about ready to have a heart attack or pop a blood vessel because she's all upset about... It's not fair. It's not fair. Well, life isn't fair, honey. Can you get it over yourself? But I'll I'll let you decide for yourself, and I will play this because, oh my gosh, this is it. 
if it wasn't so sad and pathetic, I could actually laugh at it. But here's Randy Weingarten having her tirade and rant and screed right in front of the U.S. Supreme Court building earlier today. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it. The corporations challenge it. The student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. And that is what we are fighting as well when we say, cancel student debt. Oh, man, oh, man, was she riled. But did you hear her say, our students? Our students. You know, forget the moms and dads who put their kids in public schools because they have the, the mindset that, you know, they're our kids. We will take care of them. We know better than you do, mom and dad. And therefore, hey, they're ours. Now, talk, I mean, that's arrogant enough. Just with that. And that's their mindset. Don't let any of them tell you different. Don't let any school board tell you different that believes in that. That they think they're smarter than you, mom and dad. The mama bears and the papa bears, I know you're still out there. And I know you're still fighting. And I say, go get them. Do not give these people one stinking inch at your local school board or at the school at, your, at their local school period, their administrator or whatever. You parents have the final say, period. If, if school boards and teachers unions have a problem with that, get over it fast because the mama bears and the papa bears are going nowhere in a big stinking hurry okay so just deal and if you want to double deal and you know get all whiny and call Merrick Garland and the injustice department uh, we've got people they're dangerous and they're and they're stopping us we want to put CRT in the schools and that and, the, and they're objecting and they're dangerous oh please Will you people get a spine, a brain, and a set of brass ones? Get over it. My gosh, we become a nation all too often that's whiny and woke, and they're nothing short of weasels. Whiny, woke weasels. Well, try saying that ten times fast. But that's what too many people in this country, especially the ruling class, have become these elitists who think they're all that in a bag of chips. Newsflash, your chips are stale. Film at 11. So no, it just blows my mind that these people get so upset over something that, hey, let the Supreme Court decide it. If you don't think it's fair, make your case. Instead of out there protesting with all these other leftists, socialists, communists, whatever, you know, and all these woke ne'er-do-wells who want some kind of a break 
It's like, no, 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 no. And to try to use the whole moral equivalence thing, well, small businesses, big businesses, this and that and the other. But when it comes to our students, it's like, no. Our students? I mean, hello? I mean, the, the, the American Federation of Teachers usually works uh, K through 12, not in college. No, 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 no. So, I mean, sure, you might do some things with higher education, but, I mean, are, I mean, are there actual college professors who are a part of the teachers' union? I don't think so in a whole lot of cases. But this is what we're up against. This is what the court is up against. You know, even Katanji Brown Jackson, the newest justice, a woman who can't tell you what a woman is, and the question was asked by a woman. Whoa. You, you try to wrap your head around that one, you could end up probably popping a blood vessel. It's so weird. This is the whacked out world we live in. It's a bad episode of The Twilight Zone. And I mean a really bad episode. Ugh, but... Let's see now. Ugh. Let's see now. Ah, yes. Little bit of border news, but it's going to be a little bit different because this, what I'm about to play you, is probably one of the most gut-wrenching uh, pieces of testimony uh, that happened with the border it's the it's the story i mean the story just breaks my heart when i heard all about it and here's a mom who lost not one but two of her sons to fentanyl and on all of a sudden you know it's no big deal i mean you've got a hundred thousand plus people a year dying from fentanyl the government knows it and frankly biden and mayorkas and all the other yahoos in his cabinet do not care now there's a saying i learned you many many years ago the opposite of love is not hate it's indifference major league indifference and this is the hallmark of the Biden administration. Hey, we're going to care about the Ukraine. Everything must happen for the Ukraine. And yet, you do not do one damn thing to secure the border. With more illegals coming in, more fentanyl coming in, more human trafficking coming in, more sex trafficking coming in, and... Y'all just kind of go, oh, the border's secure, the border's secure. I mean, it's like it's a sick Jedi mind trick. People know better, especially those in southern Arizona. When the House Judiciary Committee went on the road to Yuma, Arizona for an official field hearing, where were the Democrats? I'll tell you very simply. They were MIA. They didn't even show up. Not one. 
as they didn't want to listen to the people down in southern Arizona who are having real problems all the time with people, with illegals crossing over the border, crossing onto, in many cases, the ranchers and the farmers down there, private land, and with the drugs, with guns, with all sorts of things. And Biden is MIA trying to keep telling you the American people because he believes you're an idiot. You are idiots. You will believe what's told to you. Don't believe your lying eyes. You know, talk to anybody down in Texas down along the border. Hmm? El Paso? Jeez, that place looks like at a war zone. Because it is a war zone because it's an invasion. Holy cow. But this one, this story, the testimony of this mom before uh, the House uh, Homeland Security Committee, this will tear you to shreds. This will absolutely tear you to shreds. If you have any kind of a heart, if you have any kind of compassion for just a love of country and a mom who lost not one, but two of her kids to the same weapon of mass destruction, fentanyl, and all the sneaky, evil ways that they get it into the country. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, you might want to grab a handkerchief for this because this mother's testimony and let me get the, let me get this right. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh dear. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I I kind of lost where uh, I, I kind of lost track of it. But it's a but I'll let the testimony speak to yourself. I'll fill in the details a little bit later. But this needs to be heard everywhere. Share it with people because if you've known anybody, anybody anywhere in our audience nationwide, if you've known anybody who's lost. Or if you or someone you know has lost a member to fentanyl, you got to hear this and you got to pass it on. So let's get on with that. If we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. A 100,000! Americans every year are having their children, 200,000, because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. You got that right. I mean, my gosh, the anguish in that woman's voice could be, I mean, it was so thick you could cut it with a knife. 
And she was absolutely right. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. And stupidity doesn't discriminate. The very Democrats in that committee who didn't, who do not and have not given a damn about all these people coming across the border, you know, and you're talking about AOC, you know, pulling out the the heartstrings, you know, say, oh, these kids are, are being taken from their parents. Well, excuse you, ding dong, and all the rest of you progressive loons, heartless pieces of crap. When somebody's kid dies from a drug overdose, they're gone. They're taken away. They're gone forever. And yet, you don't have any kind of common decency or propriety that, you know, you just kind of let them march on, you know, come on in, bring the fentanyl, bring the, bring the other drugs, bring everything. And China is sitting over there laughing their asses off because they know Biden, they know they have Biden and his family and a whole bunch of other people over a barrel. The man is compromised. He is so compromised that they know if they try to do anything to stop the flow of fentanyl into the country, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, we're already ignoring Taiwan at our peril. We're more worried about the dadgum Ukraine, which their oligarchs also have the Bidens over a barrel. They are compromised up the wazoo. Now, Biden and the laptop from hell, which so many just ugh, traitors, that's the only thing I can call them, traitors. These 51 supposed uh, intelligence officials who said, Oh, it's just Russian disinformation. You all lied. You all knew you lied. And we found out later that it was absolutely true. And you people still have your security clearances, probably. And I really hope when Trump gets back into office, he is going to strip every single one of you yahoos of your, of your security clearances which is probably going to get you maybe fired from your media gigs or your university gigs or maybe a think tank. I don't know. But y'all are liars. And this is just one part of what happens when you're not paying attention. Yeah, all the money's going to the Ukraine in a proxy war, but yet... Forget, you know, we're, we're just, China's not a threat. China's our friend. <clears throat> Wasn't that Joe Biden who said that back in 2019 when he ran? You know, China is our friend. I'm going, yeah, uh-huh. How much, yeah. H how did that work out for you, Joe? I, I mean, seriously. I mean, Taiwan is probably going to be attacked within the next maybe 18 months to two years. Uh, if not sooner, uh, Russia's pretty PO'd. We're, they've already, Putin's already pulled out of the last uh, nuclear arms control treaty that 
they had with the U.S. I mean, they're in full-blown unrestricted warfare. Now, it hasn't gotten to a kinetic shooting war as of yet, but given Biden and the recklessness of all of his ding-dongs in his cabinet, Janet Yellen, uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and others, and yes, let's not forget silly Mark Milley, uh, General White Rage, that's what I call him, and the whole woke military, dear God, I pray for all of the men and women in our armed forces, and I know some, and they are basically being led by dingbats, dangerously naive dingbats, and ugh, Lord help them, just Lord help them, but for today, my friends, ah, this is crazy, but hey, it's been pretty good. Uh, and there's going to be a whole lot more coming tomorrow. Do not think otherwise. Because, well, <laughs> the news cycle these days uh, is pretty much what I call, uh, yeah, it's pretty nutty all the time. So, uh, as uh, the clock in the wall says, we're out of here. Uh, just a reminder, folks, if you want to find the audio version of our podcast, uh, simply pick your favorite podcast platform, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We're on all of them, big, small, and in between. Uh, you can find us there. Just look for in black and right and follow us and subscribe and get notifications. Uh, also, we're going to be uh, updating our website here uh, probably this weekend, but we've got more stuff coming. Uh, but, and also here probably uh, a little bit later on in March, I will have a big announcement. And it's going to really help the show and spread, uh, and hopefully spread the word about the show and getting a brand new audience uh, as what we have already in the United States. We're at 31 states and eight foreign countries um, and I never want to ignore my international audience thank you for listening and please uh, I mean we, we don't have it in any other languages but you know if you know anybody who speaks uh, pretty decent English pass it on we'd love to have more people uh, from around the world as well as the United States and Canada oh and also don't forget, we are on social media. We are on Twitter, Truth Social, True Patriot Network, as well as Instagram, Facebook, uh, Getter, definitely Getter, and Parlor. So for now, just look for us at In Black and Right, or my name, Jerry Brooks. So for now, take care, everybody. Have a great Wednesday. Uh, happy birthday to my Aunt Virginia. Uh, 85 years young. God bless you. I will talk to you hopefully soon. Take care and always remember that patriots come in all colors. <laughs>